Hey friends, welcome to Still With You. My name is Coley Browning and I am the host of this podcast. I am so excited that you are here. Still With You is a space for sharing gold, inspiring stories with genuine friends about our faithful God. Its purpose is to uplift and celebrate His promise. He is always with you. Whether this is your first episode or you've been hanging out with us for a while, I am so glad that you are here. And today's episode is filled with so many fun things just for you. I have some exciting news about giving away a $100 gift card. I will share more about that giveaway later. I also have a few codes that I'd love to share with you from some of the sponsors of the show, as well as the friend that we are speaking with today. She is being extra generous and giving us a still with you steal. I know it's tempting to move 15 seconds forward, but you're going to want to hear all of this information as you listen. Before I introduce the amazing friend that I'm speaking with today, I want to turn your attention to the music that you are hearing in the background. This is our theme music for season three, lifted by our friend Lily Gray. If you would like to connect with Lily, you can find her on Spotify, Apple Music, social media at Lily Gray, and her website is also lilygray.com. Make sure you listen to her entire album. It's all beautiful right here. Again, this is her song, Lifted. Speaking of music, the guest that we are speaking with knows all about that world. In fact, she was an American Idol finalist in 2016. Lillian Glanton was raised in the Muscle Shoals area, where she had a vision to design a songwriting space where she could collaborate with co-writers in the hit capital of the world, Muscle Shoals. After being an American Idol finalist in 2016, she brought her passion for music back to her community and created the Muscle Shoals Songwriters Festival and Muscle Shoals Songrooms, located two blocks from the famous Muscle Shoals Sound. That is a very famous studio for those of you who do not know. Not only has Lillian created the very first Muscle Shoals Songwriters Festival, as well as launching a business and working with award-winning songwriters, she did it all under the age of 20. On this episode with Lillian, we chat about her exciting early career in music, and she shares key tips in how to be a successful young entrepreneur. Whether you're fascinated by the music business or you need a spark of encouragement to get you moving on to your next project, this is the place to be. I am so excited to be playing a small part in sharing Lillian's big story. I love her attitude. She is unstoppable and you will hear that in how she just gets things done when she puts her mind to it. She loves God. She loves her family. She loves music and I know that you are going to love her too. It is a true honor to welcome to Still With You, Muscle Shoals Songrooms and Songwriters Festival founder, Lillian Glanton. How are you doing? Like your family, this whole change with COVID-19, like, are you guys okay? It's been insane, especially being a small business owner. Being a small business owner, there's so many changes every single day that you're having to face. This was like a huge hit to the jaw. I've had several events to cancel. But one thing I am thankful for is technology because I can still connect with the people who were my team for the Songwriters Festival and hop on Facebook Live and do songroom workshops. I'm like a go, go, go person. So it really has forced me to really slow down, be in the moment, Mm -hmm. enjoy hanging out with my family and being at home. So that aspect has been great about it, but it's very scary times right now. Yeah, I've been really concerned for my friends who are small business owners, such as yourself. Yeah, my heart is just 
going out to you guys right now. Well, thank you. We're going to get through it. We're all in this together. Well, you are tough. Becky has told me about your story. You just seem like like a firecracker, like you have such a strong work ethic. Did you and Becky write together? And for those, for the people listening, like Lillian and I got connected through Becky Denton, which you all heard on a previous episode of the podcast. This is a really crazy story. So her husband, Will, yeah, he had this billboard that's in the Shoals area. It's a digital billboard. He just started working for the company. I don't know if he owns the billboard. He had sent me an email saying, hey, I know the Muscle Shoals Songwriters Festival is coming up soon. It was like the week before the festival in October of last year. He said, do you want some advertising space? And I was like, heck yeah. Yeah, you know, like, let me send you over the graphics and put it up there. Then he started talking about his wife and how she had this new album coming out. And I was like, y'all have got to get down here to Muscle Shoals. And now they come, we've written two or three times together and they come and she shows. They're great, great people. But that's a funny story how we connected. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I grew up listening to her music. I was in junior high when I met her. She's a little firecracker too. Both of them are so, so inspiring and such hardworking, kind people. Yeah. Very grateful to have them. They're incredible. Did you grow up in Muscle Shoals? So I actually grew up about 45 minutes outside of the Shoals in a little town. Is that what they call it? The Shoals? Yes. So really it's four cities. It's Sheffield, Tuscumbia, the Shoals and Florence, and they're all connected. Mm -hmm. So it's just one big area, four different cities. And this is Um, Alabama for our people who are East and West. Yes. Alabama. Yes. Don't quote me on this. They might have a Muscle Shoals, California. I need to look that up because last Last year, there was a girl who submitted for the festival and she was like, I can't wait to play in California. And I was like, what are you talking about? This is in <laughs> Alabama. We're on two different sides of the spectrum here. That's um, So yeah, I grew up um, and I still live here with my parents. We live on a poultry and cattle farm about 45 minutes outside of the Shoals. It's called the Gateway to Muscle Shoals. It's a little town called Rogersville, Alabama. And so yeah, we just live in rural Alabama on huge piece of land. We've got a pond. Nobody around us for miles except except my grandmother on one side and my cousin on the other. You know, it's just one big happy family over here. And it's really shaped me as a person, especially growing up here in Alabama and eventually going to the shows to write songs with other songwriters and be creative. It's really inspired my songwriting and then also my work ethic too. I got to give it to my parents. Anything in life that I've ever wanted to do. They've been like a hundred percent like Lily, go do that thing. We'll help you out any way that we can. So I'm very, very grateful for that too. You are not going to find people who are more hardworking than those who are in that industry. I grew up in mid-Missouri and so I'm very aware of the people who bring us our food, the resources, and it's just amazing. How old were you when you started songwriting or basically were introduced to music? What was your experience like? I really was interested in guitar when I was about seven years old. I loved Miranda Lambert, Dolly Parton, Shania Twain. Like my mom would just like, that's all we would listen to in the car. And I was like, I want to take guitar lessons. So she took me to guitar lessons, you know, two or three days a week. And I remember when I was playing guitar, the first song that I ever learned was White Liar by Miranda Lambert. Yes, yes of I love that song. And I love her too. And I was like, this is really cool. I can play guitar and I can sing. Like I really need to hone in on this. And I started writing my own songs when I was probably like 10 years old. I was wow. 
writing my own songs because I, I just knew like this is the thing. By the time I was 15, this little TV show called American Idol was their final season. You had to be 15 years old to try out. And then my parents Wait, were like, it was their final season? Yes, their okay. final season. That's how they had advertised it. And they were like, you're 15 now. Like you need to go and do this thing. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm just not sure. But I went for it. And I actually had to audition three or four different times before I was even on TV. So I had to send in a video submission. And then I had to do an audition with two people in the room. And then I had to do an audition with six people in the room. I think I auditioned in Atlanta. By the time you get there, and you're in front of the judges, it's game time. But I feel like that kind of set me up because I'd already been through so many auditions beforehand that I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And so I auditioned in front of Jennifer Lopez, Keith Urban, and Harry Connick Jr. And from there, I got the golden ticket to go to Hollywood. Spent several weeks in Hollywood. Unfortunately, I got let go from the show, but I wound up coming home and I was all of a sudden known as this little now 16-year-old girl who was on American Idol. And I was like, I need to take this and run with it. So I got a band together from my high school. We called ourselves Lily and Glanton and the Elk River Boys. And we toured and just played fairs and festivals all over uh, North Alabama. So Mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun. It was a crazy, crazy ride and adventure. Take me back to that moment where you're in that room in front of Harry Connick Jr., Keith Urban, and J-Lo and... What's that like? Because we see it on our couch and we think we're all in and we're cheering for people or we're rooting against people. And that's such an intense moment. But what's it like seriously standing there right in front of them? When you're sitting on your couch and you're watching it on TV, it's literally like they're the only people in the room and maybe a few cameramen. It was like a hundred people behind them and you have like 50 cameras on you and it's so nerve-wracking cameras on you even when you went to Hollywood there were cameras on you from the time you woke up and walked out of your hotel room to the time you went to bed at night and that's the thing about it they're trying to catch drama they're trying to catch a story they're trying to catch something that grabs people's attention and so that's what they were constantly always looking for so you had to be on like a hundred percent of the time I literally bought coffee for all of the producers all of the cameramen like in the morning I was like please like if I have a total meltdown as a 16 year old girl please drink your coffee and don't put your camera on me and I'm serious like I made friends with every producer and cameraman and woman on that show that's what I tell people like I have some friends who are thinking about auditioning and I'm like, look, make friends with all the cameramen, make friends with all the producers because they're going to wind up having your back in a tough situation. Do you look back at your 16 year old self and think, wow, I had no idea what I was doing, but I did a good job. Or like, how do you feel about looking at that former version of yourself? That former version of myself set me up for success later in life where I'm at today. I didn't know what I was capable of until I actually went out there and did the thing. And so now when I look at something scary or hard or something really challenging, I can look back on that moment and say, hey, I did that thing when I was 15 years old. I have grown and I have learned so much about myself from the time I was 15 to now 20. So I just take that little breath of encouragement and courage that I had and just take that with me. So I think it was a great stepping stone.
Hey friends, I'm interrupting my conversation with Lillian to share with you something that you know I am so passionate about and absolutely love, Brave Witness Clothing. Brave Witness creates custom clothing that encourages believers to dare to walk bravely and boldly in the life that God has called them to live. In the next few days, I'm actually going to be sharing what my jacket looks like, explaining some of the details about it, celebrating the amazing artistry that this company is producing that glorifies God. If you want to get a sneak peek of the photos and how my amazing jacket turned out, you can go to Brave Witness on Instagram. Their handle is Brave Witness Clothing. You can also shop there as well. They are an Instagram only site and you can place your order by sending them a message through Instagram. Brave Witness Clothing. Our friends at Brave Witness have something special just for you. When you use the code still with you, so this would be you DMing them the code still with you, you will receive 10 10% off your entire order. Again, just mention still with you, 10% off your entire order. Feel free to share this if you like. This is something that I am so excited about because I want all of my friends to own their own Brave Witness jacket, flannel. This company is brilliant, creative, and the possibilities are endless in what they are able to do. They actually hand paint all of their work. So my jacket is hand painted. I gave them a little bit of an idea of what I wanted and they did the rest. I love my jacket. I'm wearing it all the time now and I'm so excited to share with you how it turned out. Use the code still with you on their Instagram only site, Brave Witness Clothing, and receive 10% off your entire order. When you have other artists that are of that age come to you and they say like, Lillian, you know, you did it. I'd like to try and do something similar to that. Because of all the great things that you just shared, like it gave you a grit, it made you a stronger person. Do you still give them that same recommendation? Like, yeah, go try out for The Voice, go try out for X Factor, be the best that you can be in that arena? Or would you say there's other alternatives? Anybody that's wanting to go the TV show route, I totally encourage it because it it is a way to get yourself out there. I mean, I literally, I remember the night that my audition aired and my phone was just blowing up. So many people following me on Instagram, so many people on Facebook. But what I do tell people is that if you're going that route, you better give 100% when you're in it and 100% when you're out of it. Because when you come back home, you're all of a sudden, you've got this American Idol title, you've got this voice title, even, you know, if you're lucky enough to where they show your audition on TV, you've got to take that and you've got to run with it. That's the most important thing. You have to be 100% when you're in it. And then when you come back home too, you've got to work, work even harder to make it happen. Besides going on tour and forming your own band, which... I'm not going to act like that's not a lot. Like that's a lot, especially for being 16 years old and moving into that. What did you do to like your next step in, in your building your music career? What was next after that? I realized playing on a stage at 2 PM in the 102 degree weather with a band was not what I wanted to do. You know, I had this fan base. I literally had people waiting to get my autograph. Like it was crazy. It's like you get off this TV show and you're like, my what life. You sing so it's not that crazy. Like I understand. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I can understand why that people would. Thank you. Up, Thank you yeah. so much. I realized that my passion was songwriting, okay. and I got so worried. And as a 16 year old girl, you're so worried about how does my hair look? How does my makeup look on stage? What do I sound like? And I got so wrapped up in my head. There's a certain type 
type of mindset that you have to have when you're an artist or just a creator in general, and you're constantly putting yourself out there. And I just don't think as that 16-year-old girl that my mindset was there to be an artist at the time. Mm -hmm. Looking back on it now, I absolutely know that was the right reason. I really love being behind the scenes, writing the song. And then I also fell in love with the business side of music too, which is another deep passion of mine that I didn't even know that I had at the time. How do you find that as an artist when you think that you're going one route, which would you would be a headlining act, and then you're like, let me backpedal. I really like just finding some gold lyrics. You just know. And when you know that something is not right for you, you know. It takes more courage to let go of that thing than it does to hold on to it. Oh, that's I was like stuck between a rock and a hard place. If I'm not this artist, that is my identity. This American Idol thing and this writing song and this performing. If I let go of this, what's going to happen? It was just courage to let go and say, hey, this thing is not for me. Ever since I have done that thing, when something just doesn't feel right, I just totally let it go because I've done it before and it gets easier to do it again and again. So yeah, you have to have courage. You have to have humility to say, hey, look, this is not working for me. And that can be in any aspect of your life, whether you're an artist and you just want to be a songwriter or you're in a relationship and you don't want to be in that relationship anymore. That talk, that talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for every aspect of your life. Just as much courage as you've had to hold on, you've got to have that courage to let go. Yeah. That's so funny that you're using that language because I've told friends before who are in a relationship, it will cause you more pain if you stay and you continue (laughs) to fake that you're okay than if you break it off and let it go. And that pain of heartbreak for a week is going to heal up a lot faster than the more you're in this. So you're exactly right. You're right. And you're right. That's on so many parts of life. Did a part of your love for the business also start when you went to, is it University of North Alabama? Yes. So UNA, that's where it all started for me. I started college at 16, graduated high school early. Wow. That's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. So like, so after the idol thing, I was like music, music, music. I want a fast track to get out of high school. Like I spent my whole entire summer working on my 12th grade year. So I was basically in 11th and 12th grade at the same time. Don't even know if they offer that program anymore. But anyway, it was a really, really cool thing because I had the opportunity to do that. And I was like, I'm ready. This is it. I'm still a junior at UNA. I took it really, really slow the first couple of years. That's where the business side of things started to take play because I was taking management classes. I was taking marketing classes and I was like, this is something that I want to get into. I love business. And I didn't even know I had that passion. And I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit wanting to create something out of nothing and be of service to people. I've always had that kind of spirit. That's what brought that passion in was the business side. So what led you to becoming the founder and creator of Muscle Shoals Song Rooms? The Song Rooms, it was... Gosh, I'm so thankful that I that I had the opportunity. But I tell people I have two deep passions and that's Muscle Shoals and that's songwriters. So merging those two things together is just, it just lights up my day every single day. After I got off the quote unquote tour life of being an artist, I was playing songwriters festivals. I loved them because I could actually go in and when I was performing, people listened to mm-hmm. my songs. And I was like, This is what I love to do. I love getting on stage and being in a songwriter round with other songwriters. I would come back home from 
being in a songwriters festival in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I was like, why is there not a songwriters festival in Muscle Shoals, Alabama? And Wait, they so had the one festival like- came before you did the songwriter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So the friendly people have a business and then they have an event. I had an event and then I created a business in the midst of the event. Hey, so what works, I, works. Hey, yeah, right. Any way that you got to get there, you know, go for it. So yeah, I was like, why in the world is there not a songwriters festival? This is the hit recording capital of the world. I was like, I'm just going to do a little songwriters festival. You know, I'm going to invite 20 of my best friends who are songwriters. I'll get maybe one or two venues. I built the website the Muscle Shoals Songwriters Festival website. It was horrible. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was like, I need a website. I was looking at other songwriters festivals that I had been a part of, and they had like a submission process. And I was like, well, that might be cool. You know, if I could get songwriters from other areas that I don't even know yet and make new friends, get them to come down here to the Shoals and perform. So I opened the submissions page and within five months, I got 300 songwriter submissions. Oh, wow. So then you had to cherry pick who you wanted. So then I was like, what am I going to do? What went from two venues and maybe 10, 20 songwriters went to six venues and over 100 songwriters for our first year. Oh my goodness. It was and, by the way, you're 19 years old at this point. And so. I was 19 at the time. So I was 18 when I started planning the festival. So it took about a year and a half, two years to plan the entire festival, get the sponsors together, the venues on board, make sure all the songwriters were where they were needed. I mean, when people tell me like, Lillian, how did you pull that off? What happened was like, I had no idea what I was doing, but clarity always followed after the action. When I got that next sponsor, then I was able to pay for this thing. And that means I was able to get more songwriters. And so it was just like step by step. And I had to form my own association, which is the Muscle Shoals Songwriters Association. Wow. And in the midst of playing in the festival, still going to college, I was still writing with songwriters in the area. And I was also still going to Nashville too. I traveled to Nashville very frequently to write with songwriters there. And a buddy of mine in Nashville has this place where songwriters can write songs. And it's literally set up like a gym membership for songwriters. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if I had something like this in the Shoals? I found this little apartment. It was in Sheffield, which is literally the Shoals, one of the cities. And I was like, this apartment's really cool. It's already got the rooms. I'll turn this into the song rooms. I wanted to call it the song rooms. I've always been a big fan of just what the room is about. It's all about the song. I started renting this apartment and I went to the city of Sheffield two days after I started renting this apartment. And I was like, hey, I I need to get a business license. I'd already had an LLC established. And they said, okay, you know, and I said, I just started renting this apartment. And they were like, I'm sorry, ma'am, you cannot turn that apartment into a business. And I was like, yes, you can. There was a tattoo shop under it. And I was like, this isn't a commercial zone. Like, yeah, I can't. And literally they pulled it up on the map. It was a commercial zone on the bottom and a residential zone on the top. That was a whole thing. I had already posted online, hey, I've got a new business coming that I'm fixing to open up and like didn't even have a location. So one day, this was like a week after this had happened. 
my mom and I were driving around and we saw this building on North Jackson Highway, which is literally like two blocks from the famous Muscle Shoals Sound where everything has happened in the Shoals. We've got Muscle Shoals Sound and we've got Fame Recording Studios. And that's where artists like Bob Seger, Alicia Keys, Demi Lovato, Etta James, um, Aretha Franklin, they've all recorded songs there. Mm-hmm. And there was this building and it just looked kind of run down. It just needed a little bit of love. The owner met me at the building that day and it was for rent. And I went inside and it was horrible. There was stuff everywhere. There were no rooms. This just wide open space. I told my mom, I said, this is just not it. We just can't do anything with this. I looked at the owner and I said, I really like this building. It's right on North Jackson Highway. It's got great potential. I just can't do anything with it. I had no money. For the festival, I had raised money from sponsorships. And then, of course, the songwriter submissions, too. So I was able to pay for the festival. But like starting a business, like I had $0 in my bank account. And I was looking at buildings to rent. Like, oh, yeah, let's just do this thing. Remind me, what was in that building before? So it was actually a recording studio. Okay. It only lasted maybe six months. It just kind of fell through. That's what I've been told. It's been an array of things. It's been a recording studio, a boutique, a furniture shop. It just hadn't had anyone in there in a long time. And the owner was using it for storage. And I told him, I said, I wish I could rent this building, but it doesn't have rooms. I I don't have that much money. I'm a broke college student. I have no idea what I'm doing. You're 19 years old. (laughs) Well, look, he said, if you can get the money, I'll hire the labor and you buy the materials and we'll put up some walls and you can soundproof them and we'll make it into the Muscle Shoals song rooms. And I was like, this is crazy. This is just a God-given thing. That was one part of like, okay, he hired the labor to do this building. Now I've got to get the money. So they were having this pitch competition. It's literally like Shark Tank and Muscle Shoals. It was called the Shoals Idea Audition. And they were giving away $5,000. Oh, wow. Like, okay, I'm going to enter this competition. Probably won't win. I was up against people who were like creating these masterful ideas. And I wound up winning the $5,000. No shocker. Wow. That's oh crazy. Yes. So that like jump start. like I, I bought materials for the building. We were rocking and rolling. Just that right there was able to literally help me pay for most of the things in the building, the technology, building my website. And then I wound up winning another pitch competition for another five grand. And that also helped me out too. If you want it bad enough, and this is what I tell, especially young entrepreneurs, if you want it bad enough, you will find a way. You Mm -hmm. just have to look around because there's opportunities all around you. You just have to look for them. It took me wanting it bad enough to say, hey, I want to make this happen. And then also just being resourceful. Hey friends, I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that there are some exciting things in store for you as you listen. One of them is a gift card that I am giving away with some of my favorite podcasters. We are giving away a $100 Etsy gift card in the next three days. This is so exciting because this is the biggest gift card I've ever been a part of giving away and you all know how much I love to give things away. If there was a sixth love language, mine would be giveaways. We want to make your day. Give 
give you an Etsy gift card. I actually just made a purchase on Etsy this past week when I ordered a print from an artist to hang in my house. I think it is such a fun site. And again, we just want to bless one of you. So how this will work is that you will visit my Instagram story or one of my four friends whom I will share with you who these lovely ladies are. I'll give you all of their contact information in the show notes of this episode. But simply what you will do is go to our stories. You're going to follow all of these friends, including myself. And then all you have to do is swipe right on the little smiley face bar. It's so simple. That's all you need to do. And here are my friends that you're going to be following. Again, they're going to be in the show notes. I'm partnering with the Renew You podcast with Quinn Kelly, Pastor's Wives Tell All, Do the Right Thing Movement podcast with Rebecca Dotson George, Living with Less podcast with Chelsea Dematis. They are amazing, Jesus-loving, encouraging voices in my life. And I hope that you guys all follow them and subscribe to their podcast. They are putting out amazing, encouraging work, and I cannot say enough great things about them. If you want a $100 Etsy gift card, move on over to Instagram, find my story, and enter today. Now there's three rooms. So we've got the classic, the modern, and the vintage. They've all got their own unique style. And then I've also got a performance venue inside as well. Oh, that's awesome. That's exciting. So how does that work? If someone who's interested in writing songs, do they come and rent the room or what does it look like for a potential client? So we're basically set up like a gym membership for songwriters. They pay a monthly fee and they have access to our online appointment calendar where they can choose a date, time, and room that works for them. And then I've got this thing called an August that's on the door and it lets people inside using their cell phone if they've got the app. Wow. So So it really is like... And anytime fitness or a gym. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a gym. And literally the business kind of runs itself. You know, there's songwriters that can go in and out as they please and book an appointment. We've been open about three months. We've got about 40 members. Do you ever have people come in at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m.? Like, you know how you hear about things in movies where people say like, I wrote that song as the sun was coming up or something, you know? (laughs) We close right now at eight o'clock. I would love to make it 24 hours. Eventually I probably will. Like I'm a morning person. I get a creative vibe and energy like early, early in the morning. And then there's some people who are not owls. How does it feel knowing the history of the Shoals, which I am just now learning about? I started watching Muscle Souls documentary. So I was watching that last night. You were naming famous people earlier, like the Rolling Stones, Aretha Franklin, Willie Nelson, Leonard Skinner, Bob Seger, Rod Stewart. One that I am a personal favorite of that I had no idea that she recorded at fame was Bobby Gentry. Yes. I love Bobby Gentry so much. Yes. yes. So, so how great. does that feel when you're commuting about, you have a business that's within like walking distance of these places? Studios, the Muscle Shoal Sound. How do you feel like even that you were the first one to have a music festival there? You're in it. They're going to remember your name. I really am just grateful. I love the Shoals area. I see a future of Muscle Shoals music. And I want to be just a small part of that future because with all of the musical history that we have in the area, I just want to see it grow and expand. And so it is pretty surreal that now I sit in rooms with people who I could have only dreamed mm-hmm. and for them to give me support like that, that means more than anything. So yeah, it's just a pretty surreal thing. And Muscle Shoals 
I mean, it is known as the hit recording capital of the world. It's such a cool town. It's like peaceful, but energizing at the same time. From a creative standpoint of everything that has happened in the Shoals area, it's a great place to make music. The fact that that I was able to find this building right on North Jackson Highway, just a few blocks down from the famous Muscle Shoals sound, and people are in there making music, that lights up my soul. From an outsider point of view, me watching that documentary, and granted when Corona is over, I'm coming. Like, I want to see it. Like, I feel like a road trip would be so much fun to go see that. And plus, we're neighbors. Like, we're basically, we share a state line. But from an outsider's perspective, it doesn't make sense. How big is the Shoals? 8,000 people? It's not that big. I'm going to put the documentary, like, in the show notes. It's like $3.99 on Amazon. It is the most fascinating. The fact that you have people that were flying in, saying, from Nashville, New York, Hollywood, saying, you got to go to the Shoals. There's something special about that sound there. And they were saying things like the music is like born out of the mud. It gave me such a cool perspective. And I don't remember exactly who the person is who said it, but they were saying like, it's so interesting how the landscape where you're at will mold the music that you make. And I was thinking about that and how there's such that rich sound that those artists that I just listed, they all have that thick. Again, you can't even put into words what it is. They hadn't even mentioned Bobby Gentry in the documentary. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I bet that she made some of her music there. And yeah, that's where Fancy was born. It's surreal. It's hard to wrap my head around sometimes because now being a business owner in the Shoals and then having that festival, the Muscle Shoals Songwriters Festival, I feel like God put me in the Shoals. Yeah, literally just be that one piece that rises to the next level of what the Shoals is capable of because of the rich music that has come out. It's a surreal thing. You have the festival coming up in November, correct? This will yes. be your, the second time for the Shoals? Second year, right. yes. November 5th or the 7th. So what does that look like for someone who wants to come play and also for someone who wants to come listen to music? For someone who wants to come play on the songwriter spectrum, you can submit on our website at MuscleShoalsSongwritersFestival.com. If you're chosen to perform, of course, you'll get to perform in the festival, but also attend the songwriter workshop and meet other songwriters from all over the world. And then as a music lover and as someone who wants to come attend the festival, we have over 20 free events. So that's a really cool thing. And then we also have two hit songwriter showcases and we're working on the lineup for those soon. Any names that you can release yet or you do not have to? We do know that Clint Daniels will be coming back and he's wrote some of it by Eric Church. Like he was just nominated for a Grammy. He's written so many hit songs. Mm -hmm. So he is coming back this year. Got a couple of other surprises up our sleeve, but we can't announce those quite yet. But I'll make sure you're the first to know. Oh, sure. sweet. Thank <laughs> you so much. Well, you know that because now you've been on the podcast, I'm such a loyal friend to my people. So I will just pass the news yes. along as I get it. That's awesome. That's so exciting. And I was listening because I wasn't able to attend last year. I was listening to on Spotify, you'd made a playlist of some artists that were featured at the, yeah, and, oh yeah. my goodness, loved that. Like if that's just like a scratch on the surface for like what a live performance would be like, absolutely yeah. like worth going to see all of the artists that there had each had such a different down. Like that's what I was so surprised. Not, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised by, but I just am like, oh wow, like this is not country music. This is a mix of everything. That's one thing that we try to do. I feel like is a little unique about our festival and and other songwriters festivals do it too. But like, we've got people who do rock music. We've got people who do blues, jazz, country, pop country. They're all mixed in there together. There's an artist and there's a song for everyone. Really, it's for anyone who loves music. And if you 
you know, want to go listen to country, you can, of course, go to the Spotify playlist and say, well, this person's playing here tonight at seven o'clock. Let's go see them. So yeah, it's just a mix, mix of all different genres. I grew up listening to country music. And then as I grew older, I've noticed how country music has evolved and changed. Yes. I love I love how when music blends, I'm like all in favor of some people don't appreciate it and that's fine. Like they don't have to, but I love it now that we're having like these crossovers where like a pop artist will play with a country music artist and jazz and just the spillover is so exciting to me. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's great. Music has to evolve. Creativity Mm -hmm. has evolve it can't stay in one place forever yeah this new wave of like people collaborating together whether they're pop or country it's not putting music in a box anymore it's expanding it to all different genres and creating this whole wave of different moves and styles and creativity as a creator and a songwriter like it's just like I, I eat it up I love it do you ever think that you will I wouldn't say like jump fully back into the lane but do you think you'll ever maybe put out a single or an EP even in the future? Maybe in the future. Right now, I'm just so focused on the festival and the songrooms and just making those products and and the business side of things the best that it can be. But I still, I still write frequently. I still play out pretty often. I don't know. That might be in my future. Right now, I'm just kind of riding the wave and, and figuring it out as I go. You just have so much talent that I just, I wondered if it ever gave you the itch of when you're sitting with someone in the room and you know that they're going to be playing this song probably for the rest of their life, you know, as they're writing it. If you're like, oh, kind of want to get back just into that part of it. Yeah, you know, I still write with a lot of artists, a lot of female artists I write with. I, I just want to be a supporter at this point in my life. I want to give people the strength and the courage to know that they can do something. And even if I could be just a small part of their career with the song that I had a chance to write with them, that's all that matters to me at this point. I still love performing on stage. I still love meeting people. I still love the artist aspect but I don't love it enough to do it all the time. I'm not like completely letting it go of, oh, I'm not going to put any music out or anything like that. Man, I will be here for if you do put out a single. I just love it that it's so accessible now that we're Music is so accessible and it's easier now than ever with Instagram and Facebook to connect with someone. There's always somebody out there who will listen to your song. Somebody out there, even if it's your mama or your cousin, you know, <laughs> somebody out there is going to listen to your song because it is accessible and you can create a fan base all through your cell phone. I think now we live in the greatest time ever on a music standpoint. You can literally put content out for the entire world. And so it's a beautiful thing. And I think that artists should really hone in on that and take advantage of it. 100%. Do you have anything else you would like to share before I ask you just a few speed round questions? Follow me on Instagram at Lillian Glanton. I've got a personal Instagram account. And then the Muscle Shoals Songwriters Festival will be November 5th through 7th. You can check it out at MuscleShoalsSongwritersFestival.com or Muscle Shoals SF on Instagram. And then the songrooms is Muscle Shoals Songrooms on Instagram. And I will put all of that in the show notes as I always do for you guys for any little name drops that we give and different stuff. You guys can always find that in the show notes for each episode. So I will connect them with, I will get get the information to them. 
Hey guys, along with every audio episode that you download and listen to on Still With You, there is a show notes page to accompany it that shares all of the fun links that my friends and I are talking about. And I wanted to remind you of this so you can connect with Lillian and learn more about the Muscle Shoals Songwriters Festival, Muscle Shoals Songrooms. All of the website links to her businesses are on the show notes page, as well as this code, which I'm going to remind you of right now, but also you'll find it on my website, coleybrowning.com. She's offering your first free month of the Songrooms virtual membership by using the code virtual. So you'll go to her website, muscleshoalsongrooms.com. Use the code virtual. This is so sweet of her to be so generous, especially to those of you who are aspiring artists and are wanting to grow in your songwriting. This is a space for you that you can use Muscle Shoals virtual songrooms to be inspired and get moving on your next music project. Again, Muscle Shoals songroom and also all of the show notes are on coleybrowning.com. We always talk about how you're living off of country music and coffee. So what is your coffee order? My coffee order is sugar-free French vanilla latte. That's it. I feel like if I get something else, I might not like it. So I get that everywhere I go. Yeah, that's my go-to. Do you have a favorite coffee shop specifically? I love Turbo Coffee in Florence in the Shoals. And then also in Nashville, when I'm in Nashville, I go by 8th and Roast. I don't think I've heard of that, though. I love coffee shop. It's great. You need to try it. That's kind of following my next question. Where is your favorite city to visit? I mean, I would probably say Muscle Shoals, but just because I love that area. I love the people there and I love that I'm able to put some roots there. But Nashville, I absolutely love Nashville. It's such a creative spirit. There's creators walking around everywhere. Some of my greatest friends live in Nashville. And then they're also, you know, now that we've got a place in the Shoals to write songs, they'll come to the Shoals too. So it's a win-win. So yeah. Yeah, the shows in Nashville for sure. I have been only a handful of times, but I love it. I love every bit of it. Spotify or Apple Music, which one do you use? Apple Music. I had what's your favorite country music artist, but I think I'm gonna ask you both. What's your favorite country music artist? And then what is your, do you have a favorite artist of all time? My favorite artist now would probably be like Haley Witters, some like Arlene Wilson, some up and coming artists okay. who are like killing it in the country music scene on the female perspective. But favorite artist of all time, hands down, is Dolly Parton. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you love her so much? She's always put together, but then she has this vulnerable side of her that comes out in her music. Mm -hmm. I think that that's what it takes in the music industry is not being afraid to show both sides of yourself. I don't even think there's a picture of her without makeup on the internet. You know, she's always put together, but then her songs are very vulnerable. She shows both sides of herself, and that's why I love her so much. Have you met her yet? I've never met her before. I would love to, though. Dolly can call. (laughs) Did you listen to Dolly Parton's America? Did you listen to that podcast? No. Oh, Lillian, you have to. You're so good. I will absolutely send you the link and I will tell you just being a podcast host and listening to how they formatted all of that. Chad Umumrad, I'm going to butcher his name, but Chad who did it. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Like they capture so much audio and it is such a unique perspective of, they call it like going into the Dolly verse. I think you will love it. Yeah. It's up for so many awards right now for like in the podcasting realm. You'll love it. What is the last song that you listened to? Probably Justin Bieber, Intentions. I love his new album. It's like the creative realm. It's like the song structure. I don't know. I'm still trying to like really deep dive into it and figure it all out. But yeah, I I love Justin Bieber. And growing up, I think it was like 
all my little girlfriends in, in school, you know, mm-hmm. elementary school, high school, they were like, I love Justin Bieber. And I was like, I don't know. About him. <laughs> I love Justin Bieber now. I'm like, I'm ready to buy tickets to go see a show. And then he's got this new little love life going on. Yep. Yeah, I love him. You do not have to convince me because I would have been one of your friends who were like, I love Justin Bieber. I, I mean, I grew up like <laughs> poster in my locker going to really? a concert. His last couple of albums I was in this place in my life. And every time I listen to those albums, I'm like, this is the place. Like, this is the feeling. That's so crazy how when you listen to it, it can bring you back to a memory or that's another thing that I love about music too. But yeah, Justin Bieber intentions. It's great. And that's honestly such a privilege when you kind of grow up with an artist. Like he's one year older than me. I'm that way with a few other artists where I'm like, okay, you kind of wrote like along the same track of how my life was going. And like, I'm married now and like he's married now. And I'm like, oh, this is so interesting of how you're still writing music that suits my season of life. Yes, I know. It's so crazy. And that's very hard to do when you're young like that and you have to grow. And Taylor Swift's done it too. And there's been a few other artists too. But when you're constantly growing with your fans... You just mentioned like, now he's married and I'm married, connecting with them on a personal level. And yeah. so, yeah, I'm a huge Justin Bieber fan. Well, hey, if you want to get tickets, I'm all in. You oh don't, my gosh, let's you do it. <laughs> we should do this. Corona thing, we're going to go Bieber fever over here. Yeah, you should watch him on Instagram live. I keep watching him on live. I've we're watched him the past couple of days, yes. Did you watch him when he had on Eddie Benjamin? Did you hear, see that? Was he playing like a Scrabble game? He, he was yes. playing Bananagrams and then all of a sudden yes. him and a friend like they're like hey have you seen this new artist and his name is Eddie Benjamin I mean you obviously watched it but for you guys listening like he was like this guy's gonna be the next big thing in 2021 and I kept thinking I was like they're gonna probably stop talking about him in the next 30 seconds and then we're 20 minutes in to still talking about this artist this clearly wow. shows where we're at because I had time I'm still listening to the live getting on my computer on Instagram and watching this guy's following go up by the thousands in seconds but uh, I love stuff. Star is born. Yeah. Justin Bieber says your name. <laughs> it was really cool. <laughs> okay, back to podcasts. I've heard you love podcasts. All right, what do you listen to? I love podcasts. If you're listening to this podcast now, I'm sure you're on the podcast train because you can't just listen to just one. But That's podcasts are so great. My favorite podcast is your podcast. I mean, I've listened to your podcast. I absolutely love it. Um, but also, uh, don't keep your day job by Kathy Hiller. I love her podcast. It mixes in business tips with mindfulness mm-hmm. tips too. Every, everything in life is a mindset game. It's all how you interpret and see the world. And so she talks about that and it's a great podcast. I binge listen to that all day long. So if you could co-write a song with anyone, who would it be and why? Probably Lauren McKenna. I love, love Lauren McKenna. And here's the thing about her too, is that, yes, she's a songwriter, but she's kind of taken that artist route. You know, she's put out some albums. So I love the way that her journey has looked Mm -hmm. from songwriter to putting out her own albums and her own music and touring. And her style of songwriting is more what I lean towards, just like a story, heartfelt, very furniture in the song, personable. Everything she writes is true. If I could pick anybody to write with, I would definitely choose her. That is actually who Becky told me about. Of course, I've heard Humbling Kind by Tim McGraw, but she shared me that version with Lauren McKenna, the original, that song takes a whole new meaning when she sings it than when Tim McGraw sings oh, yeah. it. It's got a whole emotional texture that's not there when Tim sings it. For the Muscle Shoals Songwriters Festival too, it's like when they hit, these hit writers come and they play their songs that have been recorded by Tim McGraw and Carrie Underwood and Jake Owen, hearing that song from the songwriter 
once you hear it, you don't want to hear the artist sing it again. Just get Clint Daniels to sing all of his hit on a CD. I would play it in my car forever because it's just coming, coming from the songwriter. It just adds a totally new layer of of meaning to it. Yeah. It's a really true way to say something that I've been feeling. I've spoke with many friends about this. Can you spot a fake Southern accent? And I've been asked this question a few times. I'm sorry if it's offensive. Do you hate being asked that question? No, no. I think everybody's got a little bit of Southern twang in them. And I have noticed too that when when people hang around me for several weeks at a time, like my boyfriend, for example, he starts picking up on some of the stuff that I say. I was telling my dad, I was like, I was madder than a wet hen. And he just looked at me and he was like, gosh, you just talk so Southern. (laughs) I feel like that you can tell when somebody's laying it on a little thick because they're around. I think it's just like that atmosphere of being around a lot of people who speak Southern. It Mm -hmm. it eventually rolls with you when you've been around that for a long time. But you can kind of tell when you lay it on thick. And then when I get really nervous, it really starts coming. Wow. I had a vocal coach in LA several years ago. I was into a lot of different things. I was that weird kid that was like taking ballet and dance class and acting class. Sounds well-rounded. <laughs> I went to LA. I was probably about 11 or 12 years old. And this vocal coach was like, we got to get you into speech therapy. You've got to get rid of the Southern accent. This very successful coach is telling me to get rid of my accent. And I remember looking at her and saying, nobody told Paula Dean to get rid of her accent. Yeah. Nobody told Reba to get rid of her accent. You, you know, so it's just a part of you. You can't get rid of. I couldn't get rid of it if I tried, even if I went to speech therapy for I don't know how many years. Nothing at all to be ashamed of. In fact, me being from the Midwest, I grew up wanting an accent so bad and I couldn't. <laughs> you have a great tone to your voice. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Like that's super generous. A group of friends and I the other night, they were over at my house and we were just talking about about Southern accents because they're from all over. I have one friend from Mississippi, another one who's from Alabama. And I was talking with them about that. And they're like, oh, absolutely. We can spot it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I was just curious. You when can. You, really you can. You can, though. Yeah. No. What is a wise piece of advice that you've always carried with you? Just show up. The reason why I've been able to start my business, the reason why I've been able to start a festival is because I've shown up. You have to let people know that you have something to give and you're here to serve. And I think that showing up lets people know that, hey, I'm here. I'm in this thing. I have something. Being comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's not easy to get out of the house and go to that meeting, go to a master, a business mastermind or be around people who are more successful than you. But yeah, just keep showing up because eventually you'll be in the right room at the right time and you can meet the right people. And that's really what sets you apart from everybody else is showing up. And I feel like you have truly walked that out. You showed up at 15 and did American Idol because that was the best next thing for you to do at the moment. And then you went to school and then you started a festival. You are absolutely doing amazing things right where you're at. And the fact that you were going to start a business in your living quarters, like... (laughs) <laughs> I, I, like that's the kind of attitude that you live that out show up that's exactly right yeah, that's it that's all it takes and the rest will follow you don't have to know all the next steps you just have to keep showing up and other doors will open I want to thank you so much for making time for this and thank you for the work that you're doing because it's people like you who are opening spaces for creatives to gather that we get to benefit from the fruit that comes from that the songs oh, that we all love and share. So like you play a bigger role in that than 
what you're giving yourself credit for. I think that we are better people because we have amazing music. It accompanies us through our life experiences and in a way writes who we are. If it were not for people like you who do show up every day, our world would look very different. So thank you so much. It has been so fun to talk with you. Thank you so much. I just want to want to be a light and an encourager to especially young entrepreneurs, no matter if you're 20 or if you're 75, you can do anything that you set your mind to. Mm-hmm. And we live world now that it's easier than ever to put yourself out there through social media. So just take advantage of the world that we live in and the opportunities around you and keep showing up and keep going for it. I want to tell you, you're welcome on here anytime. And I'm going to continue to share all of the work that you're doing and how people can connect with you through my little podcast. Like you're doing such big things, but if I can just... It's going to be like next year, I'm going to be like, I knew that girl. Oh, stop. You are incredible. You're being very generous with that, but I really appreciate it. But it's because of people like you who really, I get to hear all the cool things and share it with my friends. And that's honestly like what it's all about to me. When hashtag stay at home is over, I'm coming to Muscle Shoals and I want to take a picture outside with the, with the mural. I love murals. Oh so yes, come get a picture. We'll go to Turbo Coffee. We'll just, we'll do all the things, girl. Well, you keep going and thank you again for doing this. Thank you. Thanks. One of my favorite parts about speaking with Lillian is remembering that her story is just getting started. She is 20 years old and I cannot believe all of the many things that she has accomplished, that she has built, that she has launched, that she continues to grow. 20 years old. I cannot believe it. It is going to be so much fun to watch her evolve and continue to do what she loves most, which is encouraging others through the music business. There are so many parts about our conversation that I love, but the phrase that I keep coming back to is when Lillian said to just show up, show up and see what happens. That is a place where we can get wedged and lost in between the invitation and the acceptance of the invitation. And I think accepting is when we show up and when we're just offered the invitation, we just can often put it on ice. So just show up. Whatever God wants you to do this week, show up. I definitely have one of those things where I feel like I need to do something God's asking me to do something and I'm not really wanting to to be completely transparent it's just not something I'm excited about but I'm gonna show up because God said to do it he is king and I want to be obedient as I mentioned before there are so many things that I mentioned during this episode there is the $100 Etsy gift card that I am giving away with some of my favorite podcasters. Make sure you visit Instagram and enter the giveaway through my stories. I'm also so grateful for Brave Witness Clothing, the sponsor of this episode, as well as Lillian Glanton, Muscle Shoals Songrooms, Muscle Shoals Songwriters Festival. Make sure you follow Lillian and both the songrooms and festival on Instagram so you can keep up with her and what's happening. If there's anything that I can do to help you, encourage you, please let me know. I am just a message away. You you can find me on social media. My handle is Coley Browning, or you can always contact me through my website, ColeyBrowning.com. I would, again, love to be there for you in any way. I just had a friend the other day randomly messaged me, someone I don't know, just asking me for a book suggestion of what to read next. And I gladly offered a suggestion once I asked, what is your favorite genre? And then I sent her a message back. I just love to make friends and I'm so grateful for you guys in my my life. It means so much to me that you take time to listen to the podcast as well as engage and get involved. So much fun. And there are so many 
things that I've yet to share that are coming up this year, including an opportunity for you to be a part of Still With You. I am so excited to share this and I'll be revealing more information in just a few months. 2020 celebration. Yes, it's July and we're almost to the end of the year. Again, more information on that coming in a few months. Until then, as Lillian says, show up, be bold, be brave, be you. And remember that he is still with you. Oh,